about the Messi thing? Anything else on the Messi front, Chris, before we move on? No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm falling out. I told you, I never want to bring this guy's name up again. I don't know, man. This Messi thing is just a freaking mess. What a disaster. I don't want to hear this name ever again until it's official. But they got me back. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Chris, the Herons are back. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 76 of the Battered Herons podcast. It is July 24th, 2023, and I am your host, Daniel Granada. And as always, next to me, I have my co-host, Mr. KBD. How are you doing, sir? Listen, it's game time, baby. And now that we got Tommy two-time coming, I mean business. Putting the tie on and everything, okay? It's going down today. That that Tommy one time is joining us. Now, Tommy was supposed to join us last night to help preview the Atlanta show. But although he's an Atlanta fan, he lives in horrible Ohio. And Ohio apparently just has a hard time with electricity. He had no power for most of the day. So we went ahead and rescheduled. And we are going to do the preview show. It's going to be a little shorter than our usual shows for today. But here you are. Welcome, Tommy, one time to the show. What's up? Yes. What's Welcome going on, back, Tommy? Tommy, one time. You you can tie a tie better than I can. Usually, like mine turns out bad. My wife just takes over, and it's so much better. <laughs> hey, well, I've had a lot of I've had a lot of practice. I always practice knots. I I learned how to do it back when Google wasn't that popular, and I used to use the search engine uh, Alta Vista. I don't know if you guys remember ever using that. Oh my god, this guy's a Ask Jeeves yeah. kind of guy. I was gonna yeah. say Ask Jeeves was it? I knew. Nah. Uh, no, I used to do Alta Vista, and I went, how do you tie a tie? And there was no YouTube, so there was no video, so it was just like pictures, and you kind of had to follow the steps. That's how I learned. Anyway, so tomorrow time. night, we have Messi's second game, Busquets' second game, the second game of the League's Cup, and it is against Atlanta United, Tata's former club. Joseph's going to kind of lay the smack down on you guys one more time since the first time you guys played us. And uh, we're going to get into all that. Now, before we do, though, uh, I did want to talk about some news that kind of broke today. Even though I haven't seen it officially announced, it seems like the word spreading that Messi is going to start and Busquets is going to start tomorrow. Now, I wanted to come and ask you, Chris, how do you think that that's going to work? Because from everything that I've been told from hardcore Messi fans is if Messi starts a game, you're not pulling him early. He refuses to come off the field or gets really pissed if he does. He's going to start tomorrow, Chris. That's what that's the word. Do you think he goes a full 90 tomorrow? I mean, I think so. Everybody saw him in the way that he played this last game, right? I mean, he wasn't like, you know, hustling down and chasing guys down or anything. I mean, not even Busquets was no, chasing but he had his people hand, down. He had his hands on his knees quite a bit. Well, I, I mean, look, the humidity is just different. It's going to hit different, right? Um, but other than that, I mean, they, they played, what, like 30-plus minutes? Right, mm-hmm. forty uh, plus Busquets, minutes. Yeah, the Busquets did a lot more chasing than Messi did. Right. The only thing I'd kind of be afraid of is if this goes extra time. If it goes well, extra, no, time, no extra time, we're talking. I mean, it's, well, it's it, goes straight to, to it goes kicks. straight to penalties. Yeah, straight to penalties. Oh, and it's business time, baby. So, so are you, what are you thinking? You thinking that he's going to run a full ninety? Because I, even if he starts, even if he starts, I don't see him going a full ninety. I think it would be irresponsible to throw him out there for 490 when he just started training a week and a half ago. Like, that's just me. I would love to see it technically, but I think it would be irresponsible. I think you just leave him out there for the first 60 minutes, let's say. He played 40 on Friday, 
put them out 60 this game, especially since you already won on Friday. Like if you had lost or only got one point, maybe, but you already got the win. So you're ha- one leg basically into the second round of the knockout stage already. Let- let's not push it. Tommy, I know yeah. you kept up with Messi on Friday. I know that you, you watched the game from its entirety because you were so excited to see Messi play for us. What are you thinking? Do you think Messi would run out there for 90 minutes on Tuesday night? So I'm at a concert, and I'm, like, trying to keep an eye on the women's game and the Messi, and my buddy just sends me the text. goes, turn the game on right now. Messi's got a chance to win it. And I, by the time I, you know, I got the stream going, everybody's celebrating. Joseph's catching him. And I'm like, this is my hell. This is my hell. Because <laughs> I knew I'd be talking to you guys in a couple of days, and I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna hear about it. Yeah. Well, you did you see how happy beautiful. Joseph looked? That's the that's the happiest I've ever seen Joseph. You guys looked. You oh, guys. You said, was, it was like a movie. Uh, look, I, I haven't yelled like that in a very long time. It was it was it was awesome. And it was it was just it just came out of me. It was just all that that pain I've had for the last three and a half years. It just all seeped out of me in those couple seconds. Do you think that he would run out there for a full ninety tomorrow though? I think Messi, whatever Messi wants, is he's, he's going to get. Tata okay. Martino, uh, he did take Joseph off early in, in some games, and Joseph was never happy about it, though. So I guess that's the counter argument is, uh, I mean, Joseph liked, was the same way, wanted to play the full 90. The game was out of control, especially early, early Atlanta United, which they were. I mean, they were, you know, usually up two, three goals. Uh, they would They would take him out to be safe and he wasn't always happy about it now Messi's a different royalty right so yeah they might they might he might play and like you said well, if you get one point i think in this in this round like if you get to the if you get to penalties you get we're one in point right yeah we're then in you're, you're advancing you might not win the you might not win the the the, the group but you're in you're in right and and that's where i think and below you see uh Gust- I, I, I wish I could Guseki, Guseki, uh, Gaseki. I don't know. Uh, saying he wouldn't risk it. We only need a tie. That's a, I agree with that, right? We only need the tie. So, like starting him, is it really advantageous at this point? You know, if we can, if we can bring him in 20, 30 minutes later, right? We're still going to have him play most of the game. We still have an opportunity to win the game. So. I mean, other than just giving these Tuesday fans what what a, a starting game, what else are you really doing, really? Uh, this was the the lineup on Friday. I uh, sorry to cover your face, Tommy. This was the starting lineup Friday. What do you think changes if Messi starts? If Messi starts, uh, let's say I would assume that that formation changes a little bit, right? So it maybe goes to a a four two 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 maybe, and we have. Who who comes off for Messi, Kremaki or Robbie Robinson? Because I think Robert well, Taylor stays in. Well, I think Yedlin's going to be on the right. I think um, I think we're yeah, going to have yes, and Noah on the left. Yeah, I think we're going to have Noah on the left. But you know what? What what might surprise me is what if Robert Taylor plays on the left? Right? No, they got they got to let if, Noah play. Noah, Noah played well. They have to let him start at left back. So all right, so let's do that right, and then so we got Messi starting uh, on Busquets. on the right on the top right for Robinson. And, and then, then you Ru- got Busquets playing in for Ruiz. And you think I think Kramaski that Kram- I think Kramaski's staying in. I think Arroyo's staying. Taylor's staying. And then instead of Campana, I think we're going to see Joseph starting. Oh, man. I really want to see Campana play with, with Messi, man. I really do. 
I want to see how. But that doesn't mean that you won't see it. That doesn't mean you won't see it. Maybe you will see it. When? Unless he plays the 490. Now, the, the only thing is, I think Data has enough, um, I guess the word can you say clout. Like, I yeah. think Messi respects Data enough where Data says, look, I'm going to play you, but I'm not, I might not play you the full game, right? And I need you to understand that coming in. Yeah. If the game is out of hand, whether we're up one or two goals or we're down two goals, you know, if it's out of the balance and we're not going to chase it because we're already basically in the knockout stage almost, we're, we're, yeah. we're going to take you out. And I think that that's a conversation that's had beforehand. I don't think that he kind of surprises him by taking him off. I think it's understood what's going to happen. And I can't yeah. imagine Busquets running out of 490 either. He he literally just got here, what's today, Monday? Eight days ago, he landed in South Florida. He hasn't even traded a full week yet. I, he definitely won't be running out there at 490. So yeah. if they start, I'm hoping for a 60 minutes that that they get, and hopefully we, we can take that and uh, maybe build a lead and then just kind of park the bus afterwards. Yeah. That so could be I, guess, I guess that leads us into the Atlanta talk now. Tommy, two, Tommy, Tommy, one time. Sorry, one time, one time. Don't, don't, de- so, don't degrade. Don't ever do I, that I, ever I, again, I, Daddy. I apologize. My apologies. My apologies. Um, when we first, when you first came on with us a couple months ago, right? Uh, one of the main talking points for us and the people in the chat were, Amada's gone this summer, right? That that was mm-hmm. the consensus. Everybody's like, Amada's gone. Amada's gone. Amada's not gone. He's still here. Any updates on what's going on with Amada and if he's going to stick around? There's not a lot of rumors out there. The okay. last rumor that was out and it was by someone with a Twitter account of maybe a few thousand followers was that Man City and Man United were interested in him. No offers. But that's that's not breaking news. Before Amada got in some legal trouble or was at least investigated for some legal trouble, those teams were interested in him. He wasn't planning on going to MLS. That wasn't a goal in his career was to come here. But because of those legal troubles and because teams were like, I'm going to stay away from this just to see what happens, let the legal process come out, he had to go somewhere. And Atlanta United jumped on it, you know, offered him like what a record transfer fee, brought him here. It's been working out. I think he ends up staying. There's no credible rumors out here. I think that he stays till the winter. I mean, even if so, I you know, there were a lot of... You know, people were saying that maybe he does go somewhere and they loan him back till the end of the year. Let him do one playoff run with Atlanta, and then he officially joins in the winter. I don't even know if that happens. I think he just stays here until the winter. I could see that happening, Danny, for sure. I mean, and they're going to need it. I mean, I imagine that you guys are definitely going to be able to soak up as much as you can just having a player of that stature be able to play the rest, at least the remainder of the season. You can't replace him at this point in, in the window. Like, there, there's nothing, and there's not a lot of rumors out there. Um, they did bring in a defensive midfielder so far in the window. They had to get rid of Franco Ibarra, Ibarra because they ended up uh, having four uh, U22 players. <laughs> you can only have three. So Unless one of them they, is a DP. Yeah, and it was, it was a disaster, and they had to move one out, and the best one because he was the only one that had value, right? So oh, Ibarra sucks. moves over to Toronto. And, you know, he, he didn't want to go. Uh, apparently shows up at practice and they're just like, yeah, you got to go, man. Just go home. So he got in a car. The media is watching him and he drives away like it's, you know, the Fast and Furious where, you know, him and uh, Vin Diesel and Paul Walker oh, drive away. That was kind of <laughs> how I envisioned it at least. And, and they kind of just split ways. Yeah. And it's weird because then they brought in another defensive midfielder in the, well, in the trade. That's why I brought it up because it makes no sense. Nothing makes sense. But because but he's, he's not a U22 initiative player, though. 
Right, he's not. So yeah. they have a DP spot open, and you know he's not worth a DP. No, no. There's there's been some rumors. Uh, what Diego Rossi was was one a rumor that was going around for a little bit. Uh, everybody in the Atlanta United camp says it's fake. Even their technical director brought it up on the radio, so you know that that means it's BS. But there really hasn't been too much talk. Um, there's been some talk of a winger, um, but power outage, Tommy. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, power outage, there, Tommy. There's nothing really going on right now in the transfer window for him. And this new transfer that came in, he officially got his visa on Saturday, so he can practice with the team Sunday and Monday, and that's it. Uh, I know that you guys are relatively healthy for tomorrow's game. Finally. Now, going into May 6th game against uh, Inter-Miami, right? Uh, Atlanta, Inter-Miami. Joseph scored that brace, right? The two goals, awesome. But the biggest benefit or the biggest advantage that Inter-Miami had that game is the Greek freak, right? Wasn't playing. I, f- I forget how to even pronounce his name. Giacomakis. Giacomakis. There you go. There you go. You brought him up. Forget him now. All right, uh, Yakamakis or whatever, Yakamakis. So he yeah, wasn't which, playing. Now you were, oh, I'm sorry, Chris, go ahead. No, I just wanted to mention that Kata updated us from last night. He ended up ordering an authentic La Noche kit with Messi on it. So good for you, Kata. You'll get it in time for Christmas. All right, um, <laughs> Tommy, you, uh, no, no, seriously. They said that it's going to mail out by like November 23rd. It's some crazy, it's like, it's on back order. It's really crazy. Um, so when we recorded before that May 6th game, you were singing Yakamakis's praises. You said he was balling. He had scored in I don't know how many games. Now, Six since then, shots. okay, so since then, has he kind of come down a bit or is he still balling the way he was? So he's he's had some goals, but he's been injured. Uh, he's hurt okay. both hamstrings. So he came in. He had some injury trouble. Like there were some points where you're questioning why he was even playing because you could tell that he was – holding up, grabbing the hamstring. And, like, you don't know. When a player comes into the league and you don't know him, like, you don't know, is he just a drama queen, right? Like, is he going down and not getting back up because he's just trying to sell it? And I I think he's been legitimately hurt. But he was able to practice. I think he he was on the bench and came in late on their last game. And then he went to the All-Star break, and he ended up playing, I think, 20 minutes. So he's he seems like you, you don't send someone to an all star game if you're not 100 percent sure. 100 percent right. Yeah, solid. for sure. So so he's going to start, and and that's that's going to be big for Atlanta because they they're really starting to get it. This is like the first game where they have the gang back together. Miles Robinson's back now. Uh, he was you know with the the gold, gold cup, cup. Mm-hmm. and you know they they were as far as like tactics go, they they were in a back three for most of their away games, which I expect. Um, them to do in this uh, in this game as well, because but that back three didn't have Miles Robinson in it. So does that make it more effective? Does it make that d- the defense better? I would think well, so. You, well, you guys have the second worst defense in the league as far as regular season goes. So that um, that that bodes well, especially for this aggressive attack that we have going with uh, with Tata. Because even before Messi, you kind of knew Tata is an aggressive. I mean, you obviously you know. Yeah. Because you watch them with Atlanta, very aggressive offensively, constantly pushing the the pace forward. So that bodes well for us that your defense sucks. Um, the last five but they made games, changes, though. But let me just say they did change. No, no, yeah, tell they us. Changed up. They moved. You know, they they had Miles and Parada back there before the Gold Cup, and Philly was coming to town, and they end up taking the back three, and they shut out Philadelphia two nothing. Then they go on the road. They they shut out shut out Montreal. Montreal, 
impressive. And then they lose two game back to back games, two to one. Again, you don't have Yakamakis in any of those games. You are missing Almada, and I think one of them, and Miles Robinson's gone in all of them. Well, so, I think that, that that's my main question to you is because I was looking at the last five games, the last five results. You lost to the Red Bulls 4-0. You beat Philly 2-0. You beat Montreal 1-0. And then you lost two in a row, one to England 2-1. And then the last game, you lost to Orlando 2-1. So three and two in the last five, you, you look like you might be stumbling a bit. Well, I mean, one of those games were really like defensive debacles, right? Like, if you're losing 2-1, is that really like a defensive debacle for a team? Because I don't see that. I mean, when you're missing your leading score and you're missing your best best center back, I think it's going to hurt. I think that, you know, MLS needs to figure this out. If they want high-quality games, you've got way too many people that are going on international break. And the quality of the league just goes down, right? Yeah, and that I, I agree we've had, with. We've had this problem since COVID because the games have been overloaded um, because they were trying to catch up on all the different leagues. You know, that stupid yeah. U.S. that U.S. Mexico Cup game that like didn't mean anything, mm-hmm. and you know, the, all the players are leaving for that. Like, you you've got to the eyes are on the league because of Messi now, right? Like, what I think they said. I don't know if I, I saw some Facebook post today. It said it was like a record amount watching like a U.S. soccer game. Like on TV, yeah. I, I don't know if that. If that's Which real. I don't think that there's any truth to that. I mean, these numbers that are coming out are just, they're just out of this world kind of numbers. And like, there's no way that I've been able to verify what the viewership is. Like, this isn't like your standard viewing. Like, Apple can be able to bolster those numbers up just to look sexy, you know? No, and, and yeah. I agree. But like, you look at the league and and how it's growing. You know, during those after the COVID years, all the games were congested. So what you had so many midweek games, these players were beat. So you've got no name guys playing and, you know, for yeah. all these teams during the week. And it was just like a Wednesday, Wednesday game sucked, like because you you just had so much depth playing. It was like the players playing for Open Cup, right? Like that was just like kind of the depth that you had there. So they've got a you hope that these changes that have been rumored, especially over the past, what, two weeks? You know, that they're trying to change some rules, you know, make some messy rules here and there that you can get some higher quality depth in this league. And I think it, it's it's much needed for sure. Well, and I have a question just before we bounce over to to talking a little bit about Joseph. Uh, and maybe I should save this question for the end, but I'm just going to I'm just going to, you know, spit it out. Do you think that Atlanta has any sort of potential in being able to garner uh attention from a big name like in the future for example i imagine that the dp situation is going to be sorted out with mls and everybody's going to be able to have this extra dp so do you think that at some point maybe in the future that atlanta does have the capability of being able to obtain a a bigger name well they have the money for it that's for sure yeah and you've got garth lagerway who's coming in who never had great seattle teams Right. Yeah. And he was able to bring in some, some good names on the cheaper side. Now he's got money that he could real money that he could spend. You know, the only thing is, and I'm kicking myself because you guys are going to laugh when I say this, but some are some of these bigger players going to want to play on turf? Oh, yeah, that's. I, but you could say that, though. We can't say that. I could say, but like, it, like <laughs> will, will these players play on turf? And that's that's a huge, huge question. I was joking around yeah. today about like, oh, 
Mbappe would rather probably play in, you know, in Atlanta at least because it's somewhere because at least you're getting your eyes on it. Like I don't think Saudi has a TV deal, right? Not that I know of. I don't I have no idea where to watch that league, and um, the whole turf thing. It, it is a negative, I, I guess, when when big players look at coming to Atlanta. But for the most part, Atlanta is one of the bigger uh, names in MLS, like worldwide. Yeah. You think of Atlanta, you think of Atlanta United. They have the highest attendance, I believe, in the league. If not, if they're not the highest, they're one of the highest. So it isn't Atlanta isn't Real Salt Lake. Like Atlanta's a legit major city with a legit fan base that's recognized globally when people talk about MLS. So I think that. Atlanta could get. That's why they, there were rumors about Sergio Ramos ending up in Atlanta just a, a little while ago. Which, by the way, I think that if any team that currently has uh, turf or the equivalent of turfy turf, grassy turf, right? I think if any team is capable of making that change, I think Atlanta would be the ones that can be able to make that change quickly. Arthur Blank poops money. Like, he can do yeah. whatever he wants. I mean, I go to Home Depot like three times a weekend just because I forget stuff the first two times. Mm -hmm. So, like, come on, Arthur Blank. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Take the grass that you got in the grass section and throw it out onto freaking Atlanta's field. Get out of here. Uh, uh, well, Broward Heron just – he just asked the question. The World Cup's and, coming. And I think the answer is because it's cheaper. But you tell me. Do you, do you know the answer to this question? So, I thought I read somewhere that it's something like – crazy million it's like three million dollars to, to bring grass in you know to replace but it. you have to maintain it i think that's the problem that's where the problem it, is and, and they're going to be doing that for the world cup i mean they had to that was a requirement they have to. you had to do it and mm -hmm. you know some of these other tournaments are coming here same requirements so they're going to do it obviously uh, and i think there's even a point where i think they said they have to bring it in like a couple months in before to make sure that it's you know set and ready to go so i think atlanta united is going to play on grass you know, for a little bit, you know, right before the World Cup. And, you know, so you might see Messi for... once. Maybe, you know, maybe it's it's a lot of money for sure. But I mean, really, in the end, for some, like, I understand you're going to make up. You're going to make right back up for that. Once a one messy game, you're making that right back up. No, you're not, dance. man. I mean, are, Come on. Yes. For it. They Look at the, I mean, the Falcons set out that stadium all the time. Like uh, people are, are make such a big deal about Messi setting out a stadium. These are football stadiums get filled every Sunday during football season. It's not that serious to these owners to fill in a football stadium. They do that every they just add another NFL game and they're fine. Like just move it to 18 games and they'll be fine. Like I I, I think they should, but the whole like, oh, but you'll pay it off with one messy game. No way. Like just put one more NFL game and you'll fill it up. But they already sold out. So they, they didn't even have the upper section open for for the the messy game, right? Like they which was shocking because you knew Joseph Martinez. That was his first game back in Atlanta. Mm. So I figured 100% the entire stadium's open. It's not. It's just the, that bottom. So they ended up opening it back up that day that Messi signs. And the cheapest seat, no, I think I might have told the story before, but the day before, I bought $35 supporter section tickets. Like, that was mm -hmm. the cheapest seat they had. I'm coming in. I'm going to the Falcons game the next day. Figured it'd be a great time. Make sure I get my tickets. They opened up the top section once it, you know, Ticketmaster's going crazy. People are selling their tickets for a ridiculous amount of money. $150 for for the top. That's more expensive than a Falcons game, guys. Like, you can sit up at the top usually probably for like $75, you know, dollars, somewhere around there. Just at the top of the of the, of the the stadium, top of the butthole, as people say. Mm -hmm. Sphincter. It's Do you think it's worth it for a Joseph game? 
because I look, I, I know no jokes aside, there's a there's a good chance that you don't see Messi. Would would people be satisfied to spend that money even though they got to see Joseph's return? No, I don't think so. Okay. Because I, I have a feeling that's what they're going to get. And some people might be like, well, we got to see Joseph's return. But I, I don't know. if Do you think Joseph might want, not want to play there because of him getting injured on turf? No, absolutely not. Hmm. Well, and, and now that we're talking about Joseph, one thing I want to cover just real quickly, right? Tata says that we're getting that we got 2018 Joseph, right? Uh, what do you think, Tommy? Do you think after watching last game, if if you did watch any uh, of the Inter Miami game, I mean, I I hope you did. Uh, if you think that we're going to be getting 2018 Joseph after Messi and Busquets just came and graced our 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 earth versus your turf, I don't know. I I've seen Joseph. I obviously I saw the game where he ends up scoring two. I put my audio up, so I hope that helps a little bit here. It. Everybody says Joseph's back when he scores a couple goals. Atlanta fans were going absolutely crazy when he when he scored two goals against you know uh, us you know months. Yeah, ago. Of and course. then what does he do? He doesn't really do much after that. I think he he did end up scoring a goal like either the game after or one of them, but like he hasn't done too much here. He's got to be consistent. He's absolutely has to be consistent going forward. Messi so he's just that, gassing right? everybody up. He's just gassing everybody well, I, I don't, up. I don't, I don't, I don't know if he, I don't know if he said 2018 Joseph, but he did say he saw the Joseph of old. Like he like he sees that that Joseph is still there. 2018 so 18, Joseph is an anomaly. 19 Joseph was just as good. Like yeah. he he went on a run there. I mean that was after Tata left. So mm-hmm. yeah he he was just as you know good that year. I think he set the record for most games score or goal scored in a row. He's talented, but his leg hasn't been able to hold up. You know, he we saw it last year. But to counter it, what he said that he, you know, he had trouble with his, his child, you know, to begin the season. His, his preseason wasn't what he planned. He's obviously getting healthier. He had moments of brilliance. He scored bicycle kicks, you know, before he left, you know, for Miami. And then I think he scored he another goal one of the for year you guys. Last year? Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. was on decision day. Yeah. And that green jersey. So, yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he, you know, I think he did a back-to-back decision days where he had uh bicycle kick. So it's it's crazy what he can do. It's just, can he do it consistently? And if yeah. he does, then that's going to take Miami into an interesting situation because then he's going to want more money. And he wanted a two-year deal with you guys, right? And they only ended up, you know, resolving right, to but, one. Right, because we had to figure out the whole DP, just kind of just pay half of it, let you guys pay the most of it. And I don't think he's going to get a big deal with us. He's going to have to settle if he wants to stay playing with Messi, which he might, right? Because right. you get to play with somebody that's you kind of look up to. He might settle for a discount just to play with Messi, but he's not going to get big money because there's a lot of big names coming. I don't know how much the salary cap's going to go up. I feel fairly confident in saying that MLS is going to bring up the salary cap next year, possibly add another DP spot. But um, but yeah, I don't know how how Joseph fits in if he is expecting big money. Um, well, ahead, and and one thing before I, before we get over to to prediction time, Broward Broward hair on kicks in nice shirt, Chris. I, I've worn it before, thank you. And I upclassed it with a tie earlier. So since you came a little late, Broward hair on, listen to the beginning of the podcast so you can see that it is business time, baby. Okay, now we get towards the end where. We want to know, Tommy, what is your prediction for the game tomorrow against the A 
on the earthy earth. Especially okay. since you've got your defense is the second worst in the league and you guys are ass and you guys have lost three out of your last five. All right, guys, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> this guy just SpongeBobbed us. <laughs> you know, guys, I wore my Joseph like 100 goal shirt for this. Woo! Why isn't it in pink? You got his, his 100th with us. Well, he's regular season goals 100. for Atlanta United. Get out of here, Danny. I know, I know, I know why. I was just joking. All right, Tommy. So what's the what's the prediction, Tommy? Uh, so I thought before if it was going to be you know messy coming in late, I was thinking another you know one one or two two draw. Now I don't know. Atlanta's taking this this seriously. They're taking they they said that they want to win this right and. I, I think it's going to be a similar result where it's two to one Miami. Okay. I can I see that. Um, I, that. I don't see Atlanta winning this game, and I, I hope to be wrong. But if if I do see Miami or if I do see Atlanta winning, I would think it would have to to be like a one nothing game. Well, yeah. what are the chances? And this is a serious question, not not joking. What are the chances of keeping a clean sheet against us? Because we're going to be very aggressive, and like I said, you guys have gave up. Uh, the only team that's given up more goals than you guys is Charlotte. So is like, do you really, could you conceivably believe that with Messi running that, uh, the, the, the offense that you guys could shut us out? So you, you say that, but then you also look at Atlanta as one of the highest scoring teams in the league, right? Before yeah. all the injuries and before everybody went on international duty, Atlanta was leading the league in goals. And I think Columbus might have that now. Yes, yeah, they're, they're, Atlanta's they're, in third. They're behind Columbus and St. Louis. Yeah, so they, they've had – I think they've only been shut out one game, and that was the Red Bulls game you mentioned earlier. Yeah, 4-0. Um, this, this team can score. I'm interested to see what some rest and what getting Yakamakis and Miles Robinson does. And I'm interested to see how a back three with Miles Robinson, how that works out. Because it has to be better than what they had before. Um, it'll be interesting on who his partner will be. It'll likely be Parada and Ronald Hernandez, who's a right back, you know, in that back three. It's going to be interesting, for sure. What's Yakamakis? I mean, it seems like he's going to start. If you, you don't send him to the All Star game, if he's not, you know, coming back here and able to start a game. So, well, he'll, like them... you said, he only played twenty minutes. So, what are the? Is there more of a chance that he comes in late as a late sub, maybe sixtieth minute, seventieth minute? Do you send one of your DPs to an all-star game if you don't think that he's eligible to be a starter for your team If later? you tell him to only run him out there for 15 minutes, I may possibly. It's a worthless game. It is. Though. It is. I, I don't know. I, I you, You've seen players in the past end up getting hurt, you know, in all-star games. I, I don't think they would have chanced it if they weren't 100% comfortable. So... Um. So, you, okay, so you're predicting possibly 2-1 Miami. Almada starts... Yakamakis, oh, yeah. you think starts. So you guys, you, like I said, I think there was only one player on your injury on your injury report. So you're basically healthy. We have injuries all over our roster. We have like three or four incoming players that don't even have their work permits yet. So we're still working with like a, like a, I don't want to say a skeleton like roster, a, but we're we're piecing it together as we go while everybody, yeah. Messi and friends, completely show up. So I'm scared uh, though. Chris. Messi scares me. He scares the shit out of he, me. Like, he should. He should. He right? should for sure. So that might just be me just being scared here of just what that effect is and and what's going to happen. Look, I'm not going to lie to you. Obviously, first time I get to see him. Well, no, that's the second time I see him. But the first time I see him play for my team, and um, 
man, it, it, it's crazy. As soon as he gets the ball, the it's excitement, really insane. the way the way that the defense just collapses and kind of he just takes two or three defenders with him everywhere he goes, the, the way the field opens up for everybody else. It was really fun to see for 30, 40 minutes last game, and I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. Uh, Chris, predictions for tomorrow. Listen, I actually think that this is going to run a lot more entertaining than you guys mm-hmm. anticipate, right? Mm-hmm. We're playing a pretty good offensive team. I think mm-hmm. this is going to be 3-2 that Inter-Miami wins. I think yeah. that our Atlanta's going to get goals. I mean, come on, come on, come on, Tommy. So I think that we're going to win. It's going to be 3-2. I don't think there's going to be no penalties. Um, I actually think that you might see a little bit more physicality in this game towards Messi, and you start to see a little bit that he's kind of human. But, I mean, look, to me, the deal breaker here is going to be is going to be Busquets. Busquets is going to be a guy this game to me that he's probably going to be the one that looks the 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 most talented on the field. That that's what I see. Uh, I see Almada taking this game very personal, not because he's been disrespected, oh, yeah. but because he should be right. Everybody touting him as possibly the future of Argentina, and he's playing against the goat. And I would assume since he's Argentinian. Just based off of how everybody in Argentina feels about Messi, I would assume that Messi is his idol. So I feel like he's going to come out here and play his ass off. I cannot see Amara now either assisting or scoring tomorrow. And I'm with Chris. I think that Atlanta gets two, and we either get two or three. So it's either a 2-2 draw or we win 3-2. to two, But I definitely see a high, entertaining, high-scoring game. I'm going to go with yeah. Chris. I'm going to say 3-2. But I can't see you guys not putting at least two up, especially since you guys have, I think, you have how many shots on target? You guys have the fifth most shots on target in the league. You guys have the third most goal scored. Like, you guys are going to get shots off. Our defense gives up probably the most shots in the league. So I, I do think that this is going to be a very entertaining game. But because what I saw with Messi gives me hope, I do think that we might outscore you. And that's crazy to say just a couple weeks ago what we thought about our offense and what I think about it now that I saw Messi. Uh, but it should be fun, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. The defensive and the defense in the midfield is going to be interesting because Sosa will likely be the one that's starting there as the defensive midfielder. And he had one good game. He was like the player of the game after, you know, he was forced to start the position because they got rid of Ibarra. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how does he handle that situation? I don't know. He had a terrible game the next one against Orlando. So it wasn't a very good. He hasn't been very good since that, that player of the game. I think it was a Montreal. So that, that the midfield is going to be huge there for sure. Uh, but you guys have talked me up now, so I'm saying screw it. Atlanta 3-1. Oh, Jesus. I, like I, I love it. I love that. 2-2 draw. Look, I think we'll put it up. If Messi's playing at least 60 minutes, that that I, I see some magic coming. I didn't bring it up on yesterday's episode, but as soon as Messi had his first corner kick, he went for goal. Like, like yes, he's he not playing. Like, he's coming in for the kill. Like, he went for a goal olimpico. Like he went for the for the the kill as soon as he got that corner kick, and I think he's he's gonna go and make try to make another point. I think he had a lot of fun on Friday, and I think he's gonna come out to try to duplicate that. I'm excited. I I think that Tommy's crazy for saying three one, but he's got balls, I respect and it. everybody likes I respect it. it. You've I angered me. It. I respect it. All right, um, Tommy, thank you for joining us. I don't say it was a short episode, but it was kind of just like a redo of yesterday because we didn't get to do the preview yesterday because. In Ohio, they have a problem with electricity and everything else because Ohio sucks. All right. Uh, Tommy, where can everybody find you? 
I'm at Tommy ATL 96, uh, and we do a show every Wednesday before you guys, uh, Scarves and Spikes. Come hang out. We got one more game after this, too. Three games. This was fixed, right? This was fixed. You guys, but you guys are gonna, you guys should beat up on Cruz Azul at home. I feel bad for all the Mexican teams that don't get any home games, right? That's been pretty MLS positive, which was kind of shocking. And we got to go here, but real quick, like I thought. The best thing for this league before Messi came in was I was hoping that all the MLS teams just got absolutely wrecked because Why? it would force a change in MLS saying, you know what, like these teams have deeper Get benches, which they do yeah. more money. Like there, there's more money in the benches, maybe in our starters, I, it's better, but like we need more depth in this league for sure. I kind of just want to keep asserting our dominance over Mexico. So I'm good with it. Either way. I mean, Messi's <laughs> making the changes now anyways. That's, that's it. That's it. <laughs> And Messi, and, we trust. And guys, everybody jump on scarves and uh, and stripes. Guys, uh, scarves and spikes, my bad. Guys, check out the show before us on Wednesday. And don't forget to like and subscribe, bro. Don't be lazy. Oh, and yesterday, right when we finished recording, somebody said, where, did they, where could they find the shirt that I was wearing? You get it at Battered Fans that we have that shirt. And all the other shirts that I wear or anybody wears on the show. So if you want, go to powderfans.com. Go ahead, check it out. Got all that stuff there. All right, Chris. Where's the shirt anything? with your faces? You don't have a shirt with your guys' my, faces? Nobody wants my face on a shirt. Maybe Chris's face. Nobody likes my face. Oh, my God. Get out of here. Chris check is the it. man of the people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a guy that wears a tie. All right. Uh, Chris, anything for the people before we get off? Watch the game tomorrow night. Check us out after on Wednesday. And check out Tommy one time, baby. Let's and go. If you're, at, if you're at the game tomorrow, I'll be there with my daughter. So come through. I'll be going around somewhere. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Uh, oh, did you want to ask him about the that, that question that you had for him, Chris, real quick? I mean, do, do we got do time? We, we, I mean, we got, we got 90 seconds. Okay. We got 90 seconds. So in 90 seconds, Tommy, cruising, like it or no? No. Wow. Why? Have you ever why cruised you, before? Why why are you anti fun? Well, one, I can't swim, so that that's one negative. So if this but if it goes down, I'm I'm dying. You're done. Uh, You're done. But You're like, two, like I think COVID, like you already knew, like everybody you know that gets back from a cruise, like you know, they always end up sick, like even before COVID. And then you like you see all those like stories during COVID, like people are stuck, like I, they're they're not they can't leave the the boat because they're all just dying like i just it's stuck with me screw it cruise cruise listen, are literally I, you just eat sleep and just have fun listen, like that's literally COVID, stop at a different city every once in a while listen covid could be my roommate on a cruise i'm cruising with covid uh, um okay well i had I, friends I, that I, were stuck were stuck in the room because they got covid like the second day and it was like a seven day cruise or something they ended up stuck in their room for five days oh that would i, I would just be done well, I love cruising, man. I love cruising, and uh, that that was a shout out uh, at Mr. Steve Munoz, who who's been hating on us because we like cruises. He wasn't on the chat today, but hopefully he watches and sees that. All right, if you're listening on audio, thank you for listening all the way to the end. If you're on YouTube, thank you for watching all the way to the end. Thank you for participating in the chat. As always, you guys are the best part of the show. Tommy, thank you for joining us again. We will talk to you again in September when we whoop your ass for a third time this year. And uh, Chris, as always, I hate you. And we will catch you guys on Wednesday when we recap uh, another win. So until then, have a good one. Afraid of grass. What a